It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Paul, joined by Shanda. Connor is not with us again. Uh, he will be back hopefully on the uh, the next episode that we that we release. Still taking care of things with his family. What's crazy is when these come out, it's going to be like weeks down the road. He's going to be. I know. Like, these are going to come like out probably right before Scotland. He doesn't listen to the show. Connor doesn't listen to our show. Shanda, have you even listened to our show? Yes. I don't fucking listen to the show either. So, I mean, I have no room to talk. Founded this fucker. And, uh, you were giving me shit about not listening to the show. So, I started because listening you to joined. the show. And well, it is absolutely terrifying to listen to yourself. <laughs> well, Connor jo- jo- listened to the show before he joined. Now he's like, I'm here. I don't have anything to, get, to go. And, you know, that's for you. Why, why do you need to listen to it? You lived it. You know it. It's good. It's. I do sometimes. Like there are some. Like if we get like a really big celebrity on or something, I re-listen to it. I had one, one, one guy in the moment. I'll never forget. I got home and I'm like, this sucked. This is the worst interview we have ever done. There's like thousands of people who are waiting to listen to this thing, and it was ass. <laughs> and it, that's how I felt. The whole interview felt like shit. Got home, re-listened to it. I was like, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> so who well, are we talking to forward, Paul? I look forward to you re-listening to this episode over and over again. Well, then you guys better say some reckless shit then. That's <laughs> all I can laugh. Uh Chase and Devin, uh welcome to the show. They're from American Mash and Grain. Fellas, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Right. I, I'm sure like some people are gonna go, who the fuck is American Mash and Grain? And 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 who's Chase and Devin? I'm just gonna turn it over to you guys. Uh we'll let Chase, if you want to kick us off. Give us kind of a, 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 a little bit of overview about yourself and, and the company and, and kind of what American Mash and Grain is. Sure. So, um, you know, Chase Langdon, uh, you know, the other person on the call is, is uh, Devin. We met in, back in kindergarten, so our, our friendship has been going for a long and time. And that's where the interesting stories are going to happen and, right and, there. And, and, you know, we, 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 you know, the famous story and Devin usually tells it when we do our kind of like brand synopsis. So it's weird to, to have me speak first on the, this portion of it. Um, but we met on the, on the second day of kindergarten. Um, we were pushing each other in line, and as punishment, we got sat on a bench and forced to watch all the other kids play as our punishment. And so that's how we, we formed the friendship right there. Um, fast <laughs> oh, that's forward. amazing. You're like, put the two troublemakers together on a timeout. Let's see how this well, works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked out well. We're, we're, we're still friends. Fun fact, we got a picture today of our old kindergarten teacher fr- who, who benched us in the first place. With a, with a uh, bottle of our whiskey, that was a, that was a that's you know, hilarious. Cool um, oh, that's that really is amazing! Funny. I love really that. Funny. So you know, on our Instagram channel right now, if anyone wants to go catch it before it disappears on the stories. Um, so you fast forward years um, for for uh, American Mash and Green. So, um, you, Devin had kind of uh, actually, I might just kick it to Devin, let him tell his story. Chronologically, works better. Yeah. So. Um, you know, Chase and I, like you said, lifelong friends, uh, I've always been a little bit more into whiskey than Chase was, even when it was maybe not legally cool to be into whiskey. Uh, you know, I always tell people that 
uh, I was more likely to have a little bit of Maker's Mark or Jack Daniels in my solo cup than be slamming the Natty Ice or Milwaukee Beast that you were way Chase smarter. were taken down. God, Natty um, Ice is so bad. <laughs> oh. You know, it has its time and its place, I think. I, I've actually, it, it still has a place in my heart. <laughs> I feel like I've actually come around more. What, heartburn? To like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's what's heartburn about Natty Ice? There's nothing in there to give you a heartburn, I don't think. So. You drink enough of those motherfuckers, I guarantee you're going to get a lot of heartburn. <laughs> if nothing else, you're going to walk around feeling like you're seven months pregnant. You're going to be bloated <laughs> as hell. Well, it probably, my love of whiskey probably started with, you know, it taking too many Natty Ices to get me there. So the whiskey uh, was delicious. It was easier to get to. But uh, in 2017, my wife and I went uh, on a vacation to Ireland we accidentally stumbled into the Irish Whiskey Museum. We were there to visit Trinity College. We got there early. The museum's right across the street. We hopped on a tour, and I kind of got bit by the bug right there. I fell in love with the history of Irish whiskey, with the process of making Irish whiskey. Spent the rest of that vacation drinking as much Irish whiskey as I could possibly get my hands on. And then when I got back home, I started thinking, all right, well, now I feel like I've got a relatively good grasp of Irish whiskey you know, there's lots of other whiskey out there. What's bourbon? What's rye? What are these single malts out of Scott, Scotland? You know, so I just started falling down the rabbit hole, started working for a few craft distilleries in a part time basis uh, and then was really just trying to figure out how I could transition more fully into the whiskey industry. And then the pandemic hit and suddenly I was at home. The distillery I worked for was shut down tours, wasn't operating anymore. And I was feeling a little bit listless. And that's when Chase had the idea to sort of put American Mash and Grain together. So I'll toss it back to Chase to finish off that story. Great. Now, now that it's my appropriate turn to, to tell our story. Chronological timeline. You're it. What you were not allowed to play when you were sitting on the bench. <laughs> we, we also do interviews and like. We get we get pretty well rehearsed on who we are, what we do, and it was like weird to to anyway. You know, I actually thought about it because I saw your pictures on the website, and Devin was first, and I was like, I'm just gonna throw to Chase first, see what happens. Okay, I love it. (laughs) He's like, not me, not me. A little bit of chaos. Well, when I said it, you you looked like, what the shit is happening? I don't go first. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been called on for an answer like out of the blue since like high school, right? Like. (laughs) <laughs> you pro- you promised no gotcha questions. Little did you know who are gotcha. you and what is your company. It was the biggest gotcha you could have tossed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, as Devin mentioned, we, we, we um, it was early COVID, and we were working from home, and you couldn't go out, and there was this kind of you said drinking nicely. a lot the wrong way. <laughs> no, I. I Anyway, we started, started working from home, and um, I was really just looking for a way to, like, reconnect with friends, kind of just get through the isolation. And Devin was looking for how to how to kind of get more professionally involved with whiskey. And, you know, I, I boast no whiskey accolades. I'm not a sophisticated drinker. Either. I've gotten, you know, my palate's gotten better. But like I said, I'm, I'm still happy to drink whatever beer you have. Or, or I'm a generalist. So, but I come uh, more from a marketing and brand storytelling background. And so the idea was could we take Devin's kind of whiskey steward, whiskey knowledge, and then my brand storytelling and just start a blog website uh, where we connected with craft whiskey distilleries across the, the country to tell holistic stories, you know, not just the tasting notes, but who they are, why are they doing, what is their expression, both in a product mm-hmm. and a, pro, in a, in a brand basis. 
and it really just started there. Um, it was this, this journey for, for him to, for us to explore whiskey and, and to spend some time together and, and, you know, taste some cool stuff and, and get on some video calls. So that's how American Mash and Grain started. And, um, you know, we were about two and a half years coming up strong and, and it's been a bit of a journey. So then the funny story comes on how did I find you all? So I'm sitting over boarded everything one night. So I get on TikTok and Typical pop. of course, what am I going to do on TikTok? I'm going to watch that one dude, Ryan, because he's on all the fucking time. Um, gee, like <laughs> I, yeah, I, I give Ryan so much shit for like so a lot of stuff. He's going to kill me. Cause I'm going to post this, this year, but like Ryan's like the dude you would never expect to be doing video that does all the video. It's just yeah. and and it's and it's like I'll never forget the first time I saw one of his video like his first like slam pour slam video. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so good. But I saw him. He he poured. He and was talking about the sample that you guys had sent him, and started raving about it. And of course, I'm like, well, fuck, I want this now too. Like, I want them so too. Then, so I was just like, I heard from a friend that like we should try check you guys out. And I'm like, what friend? I'm like Ryan. <laughs> I'm surprised. What was, what's funny is that they didn't actually flinch. They actually knew who it was because most people, I'm like Ryan. They're like, who the fuck is Ryan? They don't even know his name. They're just like that one dude, Ryan. So it, it, that's kind of how this all came came about, right? So it's a pretty interesting story both ways. Yeah, I, you know, Ryan has been a real big supporter of, of us since we released Borrowed Page. Um, we didn't have a ton of a uh, big relationship with him before, but. He was a big fan of the sample we sent him and he's been nice enough to spread the love around a little bit. So we appreciate, you know, him and the constant support that he's given us. Um, you, I mean, if you feed him whiskey, he's, he's very happy. It's easy to please. I think easy to please. I've, I've actually, I've actually met Ryan in person. We've known each other for a long time now. So, and it's funny, right? Like how many relationships you have, you guys started this in COVID, podcast started in COVID, but how many relationships during that time uh, of people that are pretty bad influences in my life now and really feed into my my whiskey <laughs> habits and addictions that came around? I, I think COVID has been great for whiskey, right? Like everyone I know who was oh, you fuck, know, dude, social drank beer, a lot. beer wine drinkers before they had to go in isolation emerged out of COVID isolation as heavy whiskey drinkers. <laughs> now, they, they, like, heavy, heavy liquor. <laughs> People what, entered, what was your evolution over the last? last I years? entered COVID with like four or five bottles of bourbon on my shelf. I exited COVID with two hundred plus. Yeah, wow! Congratulations on exiting COVID. I think that that's the coolest part about it. There, there's, um, there's, there's, there's just some of it. There's just some of the collection. There, we'll go back. Yeah. Um, See, I but no, it's, like, I, I drink too much to collect. Right? <laughs> I was like, I could have it on my shelf. Or I could drink it. I'm going to tell you right of, now, start a yeah. podcast and it won't matter because they just, just shows up. It just, it just manifests itself <laughs> in like boxes of five and six sometimes. And just do a show, you put them all on the shelf and you forget they're there sometimes. <laughs> the number yeah, of I'm, times that I've reached out to Chase when we're putting tasting notes together for the site and I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm a little stuck. Like, what are you getting? And he's like, I finished that sample three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he lets you high and fucking dry, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you can get nothing out of me. <laughs> Listen, He's like, I, I had notes I, in it that that tasted like something. <laughs> you know, I, I, we after two and a half years, we've settled into a, a good 
you know, distribution of, of roles and responsibilities. Devin's the tasty nose guy. I get to drink it and enjoy it on my own time. He's like, like, don't come to me and ask for any help because it's fucking like, gone. Like, bro, <laughs> give me a heads up. You know, like, yeah. you gotta, like three weeks from now, I'm going to come ask it about this. So save some. So write, write it down. You should just something. know this intuitively at this point. It's like, like bro, I don't even know what I had for lunch yesterday. You want me to remember what that whiskey tasted like? You need three to be fucking the female of the group, Chase. You need to be yeah. the female and intuitively know what he wants later on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not much <laughs> Are you saying Chase is the woman in the relationship? If, if she is, she's saying I'm doing a piss poor job. <laughs> piss poor <Yeah>. job of it. <laughs> but Devin is nodding, so I feel like there's well, a lot of agreement you know, there. Chase did Chase did cross dress in a in a movie that we made in middle school. So I feel oh, like, I love this. The dirt. Know, we, got, we got there. <laughs> he was playing pre-social media, so we're okay. I will. Yeah. All right, I will tell you this funny story. Uh, and I went to a small college, right? So. Uh, everyone laughs at me. They're like, your college was like high school. And I'm like, basically, uh, they they had like, you know, so they still had like spring formals and like a Halloween dance and all that shit. I mean, there's like 2000 kids at the college Halloween, my senior year, I had lost. So we played like uh, rec basketball, right? Like and you had intramurals and stuff. And I lost the shirt and I really wanted it. So we had a team. We were called overall 99 because at that point, right? Like video games were, you know, the size you get. It's a pretty cool, cool name. Overall, 99 did not win the title that year. Don't get me started. Don't want to get into it. Still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I made the team my, the, the next, the last season is there. Anyway, couldn't find the shirt for like a year. Didn't know what the hell happened to it. Show up to my, my, the first semester, of my senior year, Halloween dance. And two of my friends dressed up as me and my mom for <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> it was right as social media was starting, so I actually have the picture. It was really funny, and I didn't get it until like I till like I saw it, and, and it was like it didn't click. I'm like, "What the fuck are you? What are you wearing? Is that my shirt? What the shit?" Right? Like, and then I laughed so hard. It was just so funny that they actually thought about that. So no. I have to ask, though, I have to ask: Did after you guys didn't win the championship, did the team have to change it to like overall ninety five? Or like ninety four, like did you lose, you know, we, points because you didn't make it there? <laughs> no, I just became. I, I, I just, came in and, and downgraded you. <laughs> no, we changed the name next year to Killers, and we won the title by thirty. There you go. And I was, I was team captain. We won that one. We did lose the very first game though by seventeen, and then beat the team in the title game. I still remember this shit. It's just weird, like some things that that. There's just so much shit talking in intramural basketball. Just the amount. Anyway, that's God. Yeah. I'm so I mean, glad when, we didn't. When good thing we didn't have life, whiskey that's on. What happens, you know, ball is still life to some people that are 37 years old. Then don't yeah. get paid to play. Trust me, I go to the gym still every now and then. I'm like, God damn, guy, you don't get paid for this. Calm down. So tell me a little bit about uh, borrowed page American whiskey. Yeah, I've been so- sitting staring at it in my glass for 15 minutes, and now I have to try it. I'll give a little, little, just a little bit of context of what American Mash and Grain is, has been and will continue to be before Borrowed Page. But, you know, I so we, a, we. Sorry, I took a big sip and that's 117 <laughs> proof. I, I wasn't like paying attention. <laughs> I was like, he's actually coughing. <laughs> that doesn't happen usually. That got me. No. Yeah. It's a big whiskey. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, when we were putting together the concept for the site, we did notice that a lot of what was out there was, was tasting notes, 95% of the content you see on the web about whiskey's tasting notes. So 
we really leaned into sort of doing this long form, holistic storytelling of distilleries. And Paul, I know you don't like to read shit, but we hope some people out there do like to read I shit. Can't read. That is that is most of what we do. Uh, we feature a new craft <laughs> distillery every month on our website. Uh, we really dive deep into their history, their background, like Chase said, their branding, their messaging, their production, their philosophy. Uh, you know, the original idea and is still kind of the dream for me is that one day we will have a large enough database of articles that if you want to really get to know what a craft distillery in this country is all about, you'll come to American Mash and Grain at mash, the letter N, grain.com, and we'll really give you a, a big picture view. going to be the bourbon library. Do. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we want to focus on on the who, the why, and the how behind mm-hmm. the spirits that you're getting. And then we do put the tasting notes on there, but it's at the end of the article. I feel like it plays a little bit better because you're getting it within the larger context of who these people are, why they got into this business, and how they're doing it, uh, and how they're representing themselves uh, to you know their consumers. Um, now, when we first started the company, the concept of releasing a whiskey was you know in there from the very beginning um as a way to help sort of grow the brand and grow the product and and you know grow our ethos uh we always knew it was going to be sourced but when we started the website that was really kind of as far as we got we knew it was going to be sourced we knew it was going to be craft whiskey um it wasn't really until the american single malt commission you know got to where it is now with American single malt being on the precipice of being standardized by the TTB that the real full concept of what borrowed page is came to light. You know, I'm, I'm super excited for American single malt. I think it's a great for producers of American single malt. I think it's great for American whiskey that we're about to have a new standardized category, but I was there's a, a lot bit of dis- American whiskey history in, in the States that gets overshadowed. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's just, it's an exciting time. I mean, this is the first time since I don't even know when that we're being introduced to a new, you know, official category of whiskey in this country. And I'm excited for them, but I was a little bit disappointed with some of the standards just because I felt they were a little bit inhibit, you know, uh, limiting in some ways. Uh, but it got me thinking about American whiskey as this sort of big, broad category, this catch all for anything, any American-made whiskey that doesn't fit one of these standards. And I started thinking of it as really like one of the last true bastions of unbridled innovation and experimentation with American whiskey. Because you can do so much when you don't have standards limiting you. Uh, So that's when I started thinking, all right, well, if we're going to release a a product, if we're going to blend something together, let's not release a bourbon. Let's not release a rye or a single malt. Let's make American whiskeys. That way we can blend multiple styles of whiskeys together, bourbons, ryes, wheat whiskeys, single malts. And we can try to do it in a way where, you know, the sum of the parts is something really unique, distinctive, Mm -hmm. different than something else that's out there on the market. We can start being a part of the conversation about what American whiskey can be. And maybe we can use the distinctive characteristics of the original whiskeys that we used to put it together as a way to shine that light back on the people that made it. Because transparency is really important to us. And that's why, you know, we put the logos of the distilleries that are in our borrowed page right here on the front. You know, right on the front, you can see 
the logo of every single distillery that's in here. It says distilled by all those things. We're not hiding it. We're trying to, you know, sourcing a whiskey blend, you know, and then blending it, putting it under your own label. That's not a novel concept, but being hyper transparent about it and doing it in a way that helped bring recognition back to the distilleries that we partnered with. Um, we thought that that was within our ethos that made sense with who we are as a company, with what we've been doing with the website. So that's where the full concept of, of borrowed page really started to come together. So this has, this has a bourbon, a rye, uh, another bourbon and a smoked single malt. Yeah. All blended. I probably why, like in the first, like when I took a, like a little bit of a swig, I coughed a little, like this is, Number one, this is hot. It's hot. Like, this is hot. Like yeah, we talk about this all the time. Sometimes you get into stuff. This 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 is 117. This one drinks hot, right? You get some of these you drink. They don't drink hot. This one's hot. There's a lot of flavor going on with it too. Um, the nose, I get like super heavy caramel. Like it's very forward. I get a little bit because uh, the rye in this is actually 32. percent So it's very prevalent. Um, it's like caramel with like the rye spice on the nose that I, that I'm getting. I think the single malt is what's throwing the whole thing kind of for a loop within the, in the flavor profile of it. Also single malt's not usually that hot, even though it's only 10%. They're having that note in there and single. It's very rarely you're finding a barrel proof, like single malt out there, right They're They live in that 80 to 90 proof range. So it's, it's very there's a lot of things going on in my mouth right now. Um, that's what she said. But uh, I, this, I'm, I'm trying to find like a way to to really express how this is. But this is the second show in a row where there's just weird shit going on within the glass in a good way, and my palate's just kind of like, "The fuck are you drinking?" Like you're we, supposed uh, to know. You know, we, we took a lot of risk, right? It's um first going with with craft producers right and there's a huge range of what you can expect but each of these producers in their own right are really deviating from tradition both in the the kentucky tennessee bourbon slash rye way and and, we encourage that what's up we encourage that we do too and right and why we kind of leaned in on the american whiskey like we didn't want rules and regulations to dictate and it's like you know all these people who are you know, taking out loans, they're they're spending their life savings and, and rolling the dice on becoming a craft producer. They're they're doing so, but they need to they need to step out of the the, the shadow of Kentucky and Tennessee whiskey. So they're they're trying experimental grains. They're reviving old heritage grains. They're instead of peat smoke, you know, single malts, it's going to be mesquite smoke single malt like whiskey del back that's in this um, out of Arizona. And and we really wanted to celebrate that creativity and, and that courage. And what we found is, is you, you start catching people off guard, right? Like people who've been, who drank so much bourbon and in, in, in Tennessee whiskey and, and, and um, rye from that region. Like they, they have, they're, they're very adept at understanding the nuance of the flavor profiles. But now we're, we're talking about something that's dramatically different, still whiskey, but a very totally different form of it. And I, I think, where you are right now is where we were at the beginning and, and where a lot of people who try for the first time, I was like, my, my brain's going a little haywire. I don't exactly like I'm trying to find that, that point of reference for me to latch onto. 
Like, I like the ride I'm on. It's very complex. It's very heavy. It's very full of flavor. But, like, it isn't as immediately clear. It's like, I know, you know I'm going to get, you know, if, if I'm drinking a single malt, I know I like it. Like, that's that kind of malty, chocolatey note, and I, I, you know, so on and so forth. Like, it, it's it's really kind of throwing people for a loop. And I, and I think what we love about it is that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to demonstrate that whiskey can actually be dramatically different mm-hmm. and has a much bigger range than, I think, what, how we've thought about it for so long. So I got a very interesting flavor note that I've never gotten drinking something. I don't know, I hope this isn't offensive. Bacon. Bacon. That is not a, I will How never could that be possibly be offensive? offensive? Well, you never know. Bacon. <laughs> Shannon, do you get that? No, I, I don't get bacon. I actually just added a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of water to it. Just it's also because Shanda Shanda also is like fit and sexy and shit. And like I'm not. So she I probably doesn't bacon. eat. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> I, my metabolism is just better than yours. Get um, fuck, Shanda. Stop. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. <laughs> no, but I actually do get a lot of that smoke and that mesquite right off, like definitely on the nose. The The heat is like off the chain. Like it's just, and it's not a bad thing, but it is there and it you is not prepare. going away. Even with water in it, like it opens it up and it's like, it's a fireball, not fireball. But just it's hot <laughs> and it's yeah. good and it is complex and yeah, it is very to... hard. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say it's just very hard to seriously pinpoint really what's in here. Well, like, but it's really good. You don't drink. Don't don't take a big sip of this like you're thinking, oh, it's 117. Fuck it. End up like me choking bourbon steward, bourbon podcast can guess just about anything looking like an idiot. Uh, it, it does it does open it up a little bit. I put some water in it as well to try that. What I noticed was the oils very pronounced when I put water in there. So that tells you there's a lot of flavor co- combinations. There's a lot of complexion. There's a lot of depth of flavor within within what you guys have done. So I I get a little bit more of the. It's like a almost like a dark chocolate caramel when I put the water in it. The the burn the cat Kentucky hug doesn't go away like that Kentucky no. hug is there and prevalent and and that's very unique to me and so for people who like there's a lot of people who listen that are bear proof snobs that listen to this this Uh-oh. is the, this he might you, cut out this, oh, why me. am I going to cut out Shannon don't worry about it <laughs> I think what we were saying is for those barrel proof nerds this is it right here this is it if you're a barrel proof nerd this is it yeah. I mean, I'll say, you know, I'll give a little breakdown of what we have here in Barley Page Volume 1. So it's 34% watershed bourbon. Watershed is out in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made in a very, like, I would say, Kentucky traditional method. They call them to still their, their bourbon out there. Um, it gives a lot of sweet notes, a lot of those really, like, classic bourbon, uh, vanilla notes, caramel notes. Um, and then... It's 32% Wiggle Whiskey Monongahela Rye. Uh, what's really interesting about Wiggle Whiskey out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is that they're really they found like all these old historical books from you know colonial periods and post-colonial period, and they realized that back when Pennsylvania rye was really one of the most popular styles of rye, and specifically the Monongahela varietal, that they didn't put corn in the mash bill. So it's a mm-hmm. rye wheat barley mash bill. So it brings a lot of that sort of traditional rye spice to it, but 
the wheat softens it out a little bit, brings forward a lot of stone fruit notes that you mm-hmm. can also get out of rye, but I think sometime get masked a little bit by corn. Um, so, you know, the rye is bringing those spicy notes, also some really interesting stone fruit notes. Uh, it is 24% Spirits of French Lick, Lise and Claire bourbon uh, out of uh, West Baden, Indiana. Uh, and what's really cool about the Spirits of French Lick bourbon is that uh, it has oats in the mash bill. Uh, right. and it's pot and it's pot distilled. So it's going to retain a lot of those, uh, flavor esters and congeners in the pot still that maybe would have gotten lost in a column. Uh, and because it has oats in it, I agree. I mean, this is a barrel proof whiskey. We bottled it at, at cask strength for volume one. It does drink hot. There's no getting around it, but I actually think that the oats in the mash bill help make it a little bit more approachable on the palate than some other, high proof whiskeys that I've had before. This is my personal palate. Everybody's is different, but I think helps like make it a little bit more approachable on the palate brings a lot of flavor with it too. And then of course, 10% of a mesquite smoked single malt from whiskey Dell back out in Tucson, Arizona. For me, the smoke comes in towards the back of the palate. I feel like uh, Shanda mm-hmm. was saying that it, he was kind of hitting her right up front. That's the beautiful thing about whiskey is that it's different for everybody. Um, but what I love about the flavor is, you know, I think borrowed page really nice and inviting on the nose. Like you said, getting a lot of those sweet caramel notes. I think those traditional bourbon flavors kind of hit you up front. And again, mm-hmm. kind of give it a nice entry level. You get some of those spicy flavors in the middle from the rye. And then that mesquite smoke comes in. It changes everything. Changes it's every flavor sneaky. you were getting before. Uh, I always say that it kind of changes those like rye peppery notes into brisket is what I get on it. But I think maybe that's where that bacon is coming from right. for you too. That smoke coming in there, taking those spicy notes and making it into something different. Um, but yeah, it's big, it's bold, and you can't say it's not flavorful. Maybe uh, no, it's maybe very flavorful. It's confusing. The, <laughs> the other part about it, where you you know you're talking about like the nose, the nose betrays you because the nose <laughs> does not sniff like this is like you sniff it, you're like this is not going to be hot, and then you <laughs> then you take a swig and you're like knows you lying little bitch like, <laughs> why did you do that to me but that's not bad but like why i'm saying this is don't go find this and don't go drink this and think that you're gonna sit here and chug it this is a sipping whiskey this is a, this is for me a fall winter whiskey all the way you're not drinking this out tailgating on the parking lot at 90 degrees if you do i want your name and phone number and i want to shake your hand I, I will interject, right? Because we, we, we released this in, in the summer and I live in New Orleans, right? Like, you know, something that's just proven. Man, it's so, summer every time, every day there. Um, it, but, you know, we were, if you if you put it on ice, it holds up super well on ice. And if you put it in a cocktail, it holds up super well. It, it's one of those whiskeys that it, it doesn't fall into the background of what you're drinking. You know, it, it is if you're if you're sipping it neat. Like you have to sit there, you think about it. It's super complex. You're unpacking it, you know, in your mind. And then if you put it in anything else, if you drink it in any other format, like it, it doesn't dilute, right? It, it's it's always present. It's always part. Of it. I, I think it makes it really interesting and and um, really great whiskey, kind of for for every format, depending on how you like to drink it. Even in the summer months, in cocktail form. <laughs> uh, cocktails, yes. I just don't drink cocktails very often. Like I think that's where yeah. like I come from it from a little bit of a different standpoint. Shanda, we've lost Shanda, by the way. Her her internet went out. So this is like the, you know, bourbon with friends is turned in with bourbon with Paul at this point. So that's that's interesting. Just so you know, Shanda was just like, 
fuck this, I'm out. I can't handle it. Uh, she, her internet just decided to go out. Welcome to, welcome to South Florida. Uh, yeah, the proof was just too much for her internet connection. It, it was. She drank it, spit fire out of her mouth, and bazinga, <laughs> there's, there's the internet. Now it's bourbon Keep, with bros. Yeah, and I keep telling her, like, Shanda, stop drinking whiskey with candles around. Like, you're going to turn your fucking living room into a fire-breathing <laughs> dragon. Like, Jesus, calm down. So you, you guys know, are from the Northeast, right? Grew up in Jersey. Jersey. Grew up in Jersey. Great state, as J- Chase likes to great say state every of, time. Yeah. Great state of New Jersey. Um, and, yeah, I mean, not to belabor Fudge Kitchen, but I will say, you know, I actually learned this summer. I uh, I bought, you know, fudge for us to take home at the end of the vacation, and I and I got a little bit of uh, peanut butter fudge because I'm like, oh, my wife loves this. And then we're on the drive home, and she goes, why did you buy the peanut butter one? I've been literally doing this for years. And I go, because you like the peanut butter one. She goes, I thought you were buying that for you. <laughs> just destroyed his whole life. He's yeah. just like, wow. <laughs> I'm buying this for you. You, I didn't beat yeah. myself out there. I just didn't say it because I'm not stupid. I'm not going to get yeah. her in trouble on this. But my. Uh, also, like, I feel like peanut butter and chocolate fudge is like, that's a slam dunk. Like, that is a everyone yeah. likes that combination. Yeah. You know what else is good in fudge? Whiskey. Mm. Yeah, I can oh, believe that. Actually, your bourbon just gave me an idea. One thing Not I like to do. Okay, whiskey. Sorry. It's got <laughs> bourbon in it. It's 34% correct. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I can do math. Hang on. Yeah, it's, it's more than that. 50, it's 58% accurate. There you uh, go. See, so it, listen, it's over 50%. I take that as a win. <laughs> I, I like to make buffalo sauce with whiskey and, or bourbon in it now. So one of the things that I've started to do is put like a barrel proof in a buffalo sauce because I smoke wings and then I spin them, then I grill them, let them sit in the sauce afterwards. It brings out a lot of really interesting sweet and spicy notes. I actually think it makes the spice of the, the sauce way hotter. Because you don't tend to make yeah. buffalo sauce hot. But when it kind of pulls all those flavors into it, this in a homemade buffalo sauce, I'm thinking about that now, would be like, ooh, ooh. I tell you what, if, if you end up doing it, share the recipe with us. We'll promote it on the, on the channel, go on the website. Um, well, you're going to cool. have to send me another sample. <laughs> I, I will do it, delicious. though. I will you do it, always- though. You can always buy on mashandgrain.com. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, borrowed page as of right now is exclusively sold on our website. So if anybody is listening is wondering, uh, it's not sold in in uh, in liquor stores. That's something that maybe we'll do as we start to grow the grow the product, grow the brand. But right now, if you do want it, you can get it on mash the letter n grain.com. Retails for seventy five dollars a bottle. Uh, with tax and shipping, it is going to be closer to around 96, which I know is getting up there in price. But, you know, we think that this is a, a great value product here. Uh, and as we like to mention, if you buy more than four bottles, you get free shipping. So just something to consider. Like all the bottles. All of them. <laughs> Welcome them back, Shanda. I know. I'm so sorry. I don't know what that fuck happened i'm so over Listen, my internet and I, where i live <laughs> i'm just i'm a little turned on that shanda's dropped like the f-bombs in this episode i don't think she's ever dropped an f-bomb in an episode before you guys popped oh, on and she's dropped like 36 like, look listen to those shanda connor and i cuss like fish fish i we're, we know we do do you like fish 
Crush like fish. Crush like fish. <laughs> yeah. Fish are infamously known for their potty like, mouths. They are. Sailors. <laughs> no, like fish. I'm from oh Florida, guys. Cuss like fish. Uh, and I live here, I so think... I'm just making up. You're not from there, though. So shut up, you Minnesotaite. Like nobody cares. Like, stop, what am I? Right. You're a Minnesota. <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know. Minnesota. <laughs> what, what do they call you? Minnes- Minnesota. Minnesota. There you go, Chase. You got it. Listen, I, like, I, I got guys. Oscar Mayer Factoria. I got. I know how to say Minnesotans. Like, I got you. It got you. You're right. They play. Did, did they play hockey in New Jersey. No, I pick. You, you know, uh, when the when the Vikings break your heart enough times, uh, you you, you kind of learn to. Are you a you Vikings fan? The people who live there. What? No, no, I'm a Saints fan. So I'm referring oh, to the Minnesota. We have some talking to do. You would. What? I don't. Like, what's your beef? What talking oh, does, does you he know have to what do? The beef is. <laughs> what they win in Minnesota doesn't. They, yeah, they, they beat us a couple times in recent memory. And his Ways. coach had to sit out for a little bit because what happened? Oh, Shanda, some, you were some, still in your thirties when that happened. shit. Shanda, you were okay. still in your thirties when that shit happened. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I would come. Yeah, every team was doing it. We just got caught. Uh huh. <laughs> That's kind of like Miami. Every team was cheating. Exactly. Miami got caught. <laughs> NFL yeah. just face the same. We just happen to have the Packers quarterback as our quarterback, and you're just you said fuck no. Yeah. Well, they also knocked your ass out of the playoffs in the uh, NFC title game. So there is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They knocked us out too, though. That, 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 you know, that's come full circle. That is totally come full circle. Exactly. I just want to know though. Let's just let's just, just end the argument. Not know how to play football in, in Philadelphia. Let, when we got let's there. just let's just end the argument real quick. Who's won a Super Bowl in the last fifteen years? All right, it's not been Minnesota. That's all that matters. Nope. But all I have to say is, if the Miami Dolphins front office were not a bunch of dumb mother effers, and they gave Nick Saban what he wanted, Drew Brees might have won a Super Bowl in the aqua, orange, and white of Miami. Jeez. Have you have you <laughs> ever have, even know what to say? <laughs> have you ever read like the article though? Like for, like seriously, because this is interesting for you as a, as a Saints fan about how all that went down. And I know, like, look, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan for years. It's been like Nick Saban's a piece of shit. Nick Saban's a piece of shit. There's an article that came out that explained everything about Nick Saban and why he left Miami. And all of a sudden, you're like, fuck, Miami's front office is a piece of shit. Nick Saban's not that bad anymore. Did you read that? Did you see anything about how like Drew Brees had like a contract ready to sign? He wanted to go to Miami. That was his number one priority. Listen, I, I, no, I, I can't say I, I know all the details of that, but you know, he, he wound up where he needed to be. He found a home in New Orleans, uh, <laughs> had a Hall of Fame career here, career here, and then about three days after he retired, he moved back to San Diego. So, um, you know, we, do, we, we, do we appreciate you blame him. <laughs> yeah. he, made it, he made his way into into Chase's wedding vows. I did. Uh, I, I did. opened my wedding vow with a quote from Drew Brees. Um, what was the quote? I, I mean, I couldn't. It, it's about like teamwork and friendship. I don't know. Oh, you I, better I learn that quote and be able to drop it at any point. Well, Devin, yeah. anytime you're uh, you're wanting to get him, just send him a clip of this show right here because you got him. <laughs> Like, hey, it's weird. I sent this to your wife. It's yeah. fucking weird. Are you talking about that. the Drew Brees quote or when you asked him what is When he didn't know, remember his vows. <laughs> I, I have my point. Damn. She's gonna wa- she's, one day she's going to walk up to you out of the blue 
and she's just going to start reciting her vows from her wedding. And you're going to be like, why? And then you're going to be like, fucking no, Devin. No, no. She, she, she would have zero <laughs> expectation that I would have the ability to do that. Like, like she that knows what accurate. she's wearing. There's going to be no surprise on that front. Yeah. There's, there's no shock there. Oh, my goodness. I love talking shit about sports and then drinking whiskey. It's like the greatest thing. I drank all of it, by the way. So just. just oh, so I know. did, too. It's like done and gone. All right, what do you what do you guys have next? Do you have anything else that you're working on? Um, you know, how do you want to ex- how do you envision expanding the brand out, you know, with what you can kind of share publicly? Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of plans uh for how we can continue to grow what we do. I think a lot of that's going to start to show itself in the new year. Um, you know, we're going to get started on volume 2 of Borrowed Page uh here soon. The the hope is that Borrowed Page becomes something that comes out multiple times a year. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if it's going to be three times a year, four times a year. Again, we don't like to throw standards onto ourselves for it, but every borrowed page release will be different craft distilleries. Uh, it'll always be craft distilleries that we've already featured on the website. So people that we have already established a relationship with people who we know how they're doing things, why they're doing things and know that they're doing them for the right reasons. Um, but it'll be different styles of whiskey too. So each volume of Bar- borrowed page will be a completely new product and they'll never be recreated again. So, you know, for volume one, we produced just over 700 bottles. Once those 700 bottles are gone, they're gone. We have no, you know, intention of ever remaking this whiskey. And from, you know, we can't say who we're, who we're talking to or going after sure. for volume two, but, uh, it'll be a, you know, based on the, on the you know lineup that we're looking at it'll be a very different whiskey from volume one so um yeah that's you know in a nutshell that's sort of what we got going on you know we'll continue to release new features on the website every month right now we've got a uh, branch point out there if you're listening to this podcast in the month of september september if you're listening to it uh, in another month go onto the website check out who the feature is uh but yeah we'll continue to to run the website and uh, and work on this borrowed page product for now. Have you thought about getting and making a product called Detention or Timeout just to pay <laughs> homage to your friendship? Oh, that's so cute. Or question, it could be even like even more funny. You just be like, no, you can't play. <laughs> Maybe what we'll call it is that, you know, at our school, when you got in trouble, they called it benched because there was a bench right next to the teachers that faced the playground. So you had to watch everybody play. And that's, that's where we are. So maybe maybe we'll release a product called Benched. That's uh, should. Yeah, you that. should. I would. Yeah. That would be Chase. Call the lawyers. We'll, we'll have we'll have you <laughs> back on once you do that one. We, we, we're going to file the trademark, and about eighteen months from now, we'll have an idea of whether or not it's taken. <laughs> That's actually really funny. We had a whole conversation just with John Rich about trademarks, and that was actually one of the <laughs> pretty funny part of our episode. Yeah, it's terrible. Fellas, thank yeah. you so much for joining the show. Uh, appreciate you you sharing, having a good laugh with us. Uh, tell everyone where they can follow you guys on social media, follow the brand, buy your whiskey. I know you mentioned it already, but do it again. Oh, happy to plug. Uh, so uh, you can check our check us out at mash the letter n grain.com. That's our website. That's where you'll find the features. It's also where you'll find the link to purchase borrowed page if you're interested in picking up a bottle uh, before they're all gone. You can also follow us on pretty much every social media channel at mash the letter N grain uh, and check out what we're, what we're up to. Awesome. Shanda, 
We're going to yes. sleep good tonight because we just did a double whammy and finished on barrel proof. So yeah, thank God. I don't, my, both my children are coming to me. Thank God. I don't have to actually drive anywhere to go pick them up. <laughs> but uh, that worked out well for me. One of these days, we're just going to plug the fact that Shanda is a hot single mom and that we, she needs a husband. So if you're in Florida, there you go. Wait, I plugged one it. Of the, one of these days, it might happen. One of, these days, <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. One of these days, we'll about, mention it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. one day we're going to talk about how Shanda is a hot single mom in Florida. She just turned 40. She has abs and all that shit. And if you are, you know, 6'1 to 6'4 with a good physique, 40 to 50 years old with a job, hit her up. She's not into the cougar lifestyle, all right? Connor's tried, got shot down. (laughs) Nope. Those boys don't know shit. This podcast Uh, is brought to you by Tinder. (laughs) Hinge. Hinge and American Fudge is a hell of a sponsor combo. Yeah, Hinge, Hinge, Hinge American Fudge. We've been yeah. I'm on day 247 of getting Pornhub to try and sponsor me. <laughs> How funny would that be, though? Could you imagine like doing like doing stuff like? Because you're seeing, I don't know if you see this, but there's like all these things on social media, like day number 68 of getting my favorite brand to try and sponsor me and stuff like that. Just you're just talking about that one dude, Ryan, again. Yeah, well, you know, Ryan shamelessly <laughs> plugs himself. I'm over here just going like, God. Hey, well, like, if Connor was on, he'd plug Metamucil about 10 times by now. So, uh, ten, like, I swear, we need to do something about Metamucil. Just get, like, logs and throw them in the toilet. Like, have Connor sit down <laughs> and then just drop logs in. She's like, Metamucil, brought to you by Connor. <laughs> day number six, day number 487 of me solidly trying to get Metamucil <laughs> to be one of our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, like yeah, reg- regularly trying to get them. Uh... <laughs> oh, pun intended on that one. For oh, sure. Speaking of that, speaking of of sponsors, uh, Kentucky Eagle growing their talent. Uh, they're looking for passionate salespeople. Four hundred one k match, health, life, dental, all that good stuff. Car allowance, cell allowance, positions are available in markets around Kentucky. So if you live around Kentucky, you want to work for a, a distributor. I almost said a distribution brand. That's the same thing. A distributor. <laughs> say, a distributor. <laughs> a distributor. God. Uh, visit kyeagle.net. Minnesotaite, yes, because that's the thing. I have okay. I have a. I have an almost three year old. Just be happy that I can say words that you understand. I'm with you, brother. I, I'm with you. Just I, the fact that how he says yellow now. It's lello. I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> that's green. No, lello. And I'm like, no, that's green. Lello. Everything is now yellow, so this is, you know, it's my life now. Hey, we're getting there. You got to learn your kids some color Crayola boxes. He fucking knows the colors. He just likes to say yellow. (laughs) No, he says Lello. Lello. Oh, my God. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.